Hallo. Is it my turn? Hi. <laughs> Hi. We're back. We are back. So wonderful for us to be back on live and, of course, with our Sydney family. Hi, Sydney. Hi, everybody. Where are you guys? If you're watching online, let us know in the comments. Yes. I think this is, this the, is the only time you're allowed to I was just about to church. say that. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way I can see them, is No. It <laughs> makes me cry. <laughs> I need to see them. Don't cry. It's it, delayed, what? so it won't make sense either. And like Zeke, like crying, crying. <laughs> That's what he says. Yes. Anywho, hello guys. Welcome back. We can't wait to jump off this portals podcast. And we want to see all the comments, all the hots. Dr. Robin loves the hots. So make sure you are putting those hots up. Because we must see them. I'm going to get on my live so I can see the comments as well. As long as, you know, our platform, lovely Facebook, cooperates with this process, right? It's oh, been like how many months? It's been a while. I think it's been about three months. Been, I think March was the last one. It's been a long time. Yeah, three months since we officially did our portals regularly. So we've taken a good three-month break mm -hmm. to let marinate what we have already said. There's been a lot said in portals, a lot. I think the last one that we did was the Sunday Sermon portal. Yes. The double Adar. Yes. About Mordecai and yes. Esther. That has to be too. <laughs> the double Adar. I can't. Yes, we did do that one. See, look, I told you, Facebook that must have been wants to kick me off. Ago, right? Two months? Three months, I think. Wow. That's a long time without a portal. Yeah, because it's almost you. Sorry, Dr. Robin, were you going to say something? No, no, I was just going to say, when, I, when we bring the heading of it out, I'd like to see the response. Okay. So we are going to do the usual of... What are we gonna? Oh, there we go. Got it. We're gonna do the usual. Our intro, just for, just in case we have some other people uh, watching live, we can just say hello, introduce ourselves, reintroduce ourselves. You what know other people? You know, it might be some other people you don't know. It might be visitors in Sydney. You know, we are alive, so if somebody's gonna watch it back, maybe we can see them, say hi to them as well. So, team, you guys ready? We're ready. We're ready.
you're going to introduce oh, us. I am. <laughs> it's about that time. I am your portal's host, Shania Andes. Okay. And of course, we have our lovely senior leadership of Torque New York, starting with Pastor Tony Cassis. That's me. <laughs> Don't do that. Wonderful. Sounds a bit high. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Nathan Cassis. Hello. And Dr. Robin Cassis. Good to be back. We almost forgot the buttons. You see, we have to get adjusted. We have to change our buttons, too, now when we go through rebranding. Anywho, we are back, guys, and we have uh, quite interesting topic yeah do you want to do the honors dr robin uh, i'm going to let Tony? nathan has named it so pastor nathan will just give you an idea of uh, what he picked up from this the process of the different steps but uh i'm going to talk to sydney because i know sydney at the moment would be asking a lot of questions because the election is over and there were a lot of questions. And if you would like to say, yes, I am asking these questions, I know that I'm on the right track. You guys might be a little disappointed, wondering why your prayers didn't get answered. How come the Labor Department got in? Labor got, oh, you're wonderful. He just made it possible for me to see you. A little bit delayed, but it'll it be doesn't able. matter. Give me a wave, guys. Hallelujah. And for our Portals Live audience listening, we're actually tuning in right now, broadcasting with our church in Sydney, who is watching this live for their Sunday message tonight. So, you're getting the best of both worlds, as Hannah Montana would say. Yeah, oh, Hannah Montana. <laughs> no, Hannah Montana. Jesus, I. <laughs> So this, this afternoon when we were getting ready to come for Open Eyes, um, I felt the Lord kept speaking to me about a subject that I want to help you to understand. Uh, I know this subject quite well because I went, I've been going through it with the house. Uh, I'm sure in your life you've gone through this. And uh, so as I start to explain it, you will understand what I'm saying. And we're going to bring it up and, and just take it apart. Okay. Take it apart for you. Take it apart for you. Now, um, so I felt that today would have been the day when you would need to feel what happened to my prayers for the government. Uh. What happened? Uh, I be, I was binding and binding and, and loosing the enemy uh. situation, dealing with all the the worldly government system and and everything that I could to turn around and uh, deal with only God's man getting in there. Now. Um, I, I don't know much know about <laughs> the the Prime Minister that's just got in there. I've got 
very little to know about him. I tried to look him up today and, and listen to some comments and listen to him speak and try to find if I could discern what was going on. Now, I have discerned some things, uh, but I'm not going to relieve, uh, release those tonight. But I am going to tell you sometimes your prayers are made up of two parts. What does that mean? Okay, we're going to talk about binding the enemy. What comes next? Okay, what comes here? I've got to look up here. What comes next? What, what actually comes next? Well, this is what we're going to talk about tonight. So, Pastor, you're going to add what you're going to say. So we give them headings on this. I've already spoken to you, Shania, on this very thing. And it's, I'm sure it started food for thought. So why don't you say something before I start to bring it in? Yeah, I think um, something that we've been experiencing in the last three months, every, everyone knows that's a part of our talk community that, you know, we are believing for, you know, God's promise of our buying our house. And it's been a process, but the Lord's been teaching us a lot about himself and the kingdom through this, as we all know. Um, you know, and uh, one thing that I think is really, really powerful about this portal will be it will provide keys for maybe some questions of why, you know, you feel like you've prayed into something, you feel like you've warred over something, yeah. but you haven't seen results. Anybody in Sydney feel that? You know, um, I feel like sometimes as believers uh, we can believe. Stop for a minute. I, I'd like to get a response. Sydney, is there anyone that feels but you haven't got the result you thought you'd get by binding the enemy in that situation? If you have had that experience or you feel that way, give me a show of hands. Thank you. Get those hands up if that's what you, yeah, okay. All right, there's a reason. And There's also let reason. us know on the comments what you're feeling and picking up as the gems. Yeah, and I'm also picking up yeah. with what I've seen here and I'm trying to do miracle things and stretch mm. myself to do the camera <laughs> and to watching you guys online there and also watching and, and taking note of all the comments that yeah. are being made. Wow, this is going to be very acrobatic tonight, <laughs> I can tell you. Yeah, like um, I was mentioning, I think sometimes as believers, um, you know, this concept of having spiritual power with our prayers and through warfare, um, we can fall into this misconception that it will be instantaneous. Yeah. And we can also fall into this misconception that we have um, the ability to make something change just because we pray it. Yeah. You yeah. know? And um, yeah. I've been teaching in Kingdom Emotions a lot about the heart and living from a heart level and not living from a soul level. And my students in Sydney who were doing that course, we just did that, that lesson. You know, but the Lord has been kind of really challenging us like 
with our own personal, like, you know, example of this, believing for this house and prayer and other situations that we've gone through in the last three months where you've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And I'm going to bring in the head. you haven't of seen any of the results. So we called this tonight Righteous Warfare, the three R's that are included in warfare. And that's what we want to kind of teach and kind of portal on because warfare is not an abracadabra, like, you know, magic wand. And we've mm -hmm. said this on portals before, but I think we're going to go in, as we start this new season of portals because, funny enough, whenever it hits May, we always start a new season because that was when we started portals originally. Okay. So this is like our third season of portals yeah, yeah. after a three-month break. But right. um, what's, <clears throat> what's big about this portal will be we're going to learn about the responsibility of warfare we're going to learn about the rebuke of warfare and righteous prayer. And then we're also going to learn about the result and how we all need to let all three of those R's, because we like to put little taglines on things because he comes the psychologist in me, tagline makes your brain remember it a lot easier. Then we'll be able to explore those three R's and how each has a part to play. Pastor said at the start, you know, you think you're just praying for something and it's going to come to pass. So let me go into details. Yeah, with please. It, just, and then we'll pull it apart. Okay, here's the key. Okay, when you are dealing in warfare and you're praying the enemy out of a situation, you're dealing with the enemy, you're casting him out of a situation, you're ca casting him out of the political scene, you're doing all these things that you know you have the right to do and you can do because you're a church and you're doing it together as a body. And therefore, you do this and you bind you deal with every enemy that might be talking to a person. What comes next, my brothers and sisters? It should all be finished. You've done that prayer. You've done that warfare. But there's one thing missing, and this is the key. You can deal with the devil but you can't bind a man's flesh. Oh, Lord. It's quiet. So it got quiet because... <laughs> yeah. Um, you got to let that one land. Yeah, because I'm I think sometimes land. we try to deal with people's flesh. Yes. And I think sometimes... When you understand, like, in the Greek, the word demonizai, which is demonization, actually comes from the root word to be influenced by. So even a demon or demonic presence or anything like that, it's influencing the person's choice. And this is what we have to realise. Everything is about what we choose. A demon cannot make me think what I don't want to think. That's right. So when we're binding and we're taking spiritual warfare, you know, in our prayer meetings and in our time with the Lord, what we're doing is we're arresting the ability for the demon or the enemy to influence the parties involved, whether it's myself or it's the person that I'm praying about. But once that, that influence is removed, it doesn't stop there. 
And I think that we've fallen into this like shortcut of warfare. Oh, okay, well, if I just bind that person and I bind that over that well, person, that we, then we, I'll just see the results straight I away. I don't think we even think that. We just, we actually think that's the way to do it. So if we bind, that means we bind everything. We can bind the circumstances. We can bind the person. We can bind the demons. We can bind it all. Yeah. We can bind it all. <laughs> and we have Zeke running around because he's so excited to be about portals. He's bad, glad <laughs> to be back to portals. So that means we can bind it all, but that is not the case. Yeah, this is good. That is not the case. You can bind the demons, but then you're left with a man's flesh, whether he's going to make a choice to do the right thing or the wrong thing. And then that's when, um, as a strategist, our, our strategy has to change. Because if we still are at the place of just binding and rebuking, and there's another part to play in it, our prayers have to change. So I can say to the Lord, okay, Lord, you've given me authority, spiritual authority, to, you know, tread under serpents and scorpions and to take back, you know, all that the enemies tried to steal. Right, I do that, but when I bind and I rebuke, he comes the R of the rebuke, I can rebuke, right? And I can rebuke and everything. Responsibility. I can rebuke everything that's influencing someone. Like for our church in Sydney right now, they've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed into righteous government, right? Yeah. And they've prayed and prayed and prayed like we did into the 2020 election. We prayed. Yeah. I mean, our SWAT meetings, starting that, they're still happening every night, prayer meetings. So, but does that... Here's where the question is, and I know we're going to debate this a little bit. Does that give us the right just because we pray to see it happen? Because, because if we apply the model that we believe we have, if we apply that model, well, if I pray it and I rebuke it, it should just happen. Because we bind, because we connect everything mm. in that binding and loosing, what we bind on earth is bound in heaven. That means whatever demonic force activity, we can bind it because it's bound in the name of Jesus. Yeah. But you can't bind a man's flesh in the name of Jesus and you can't bind a circumstance in the name of Jesus. And go deeper, you, you can't bind a man's heart. It can't. So what you do is you have to, like again, go back to the root Greek word, right? Demonozai is the Greek word. It means influenced. So when we're taking authority, we're taking authority over what may be demonically influencing the person that we're praying or the situation, Yeah. right? But once that is removed out of the picture, what you're still left with man's will. Yeah. This is the truth because God won't force himself on man. God didn't force Adam to love him and he won't allow a demon to force anyone to be what that demon wants them to be. It all comes back to choice. So what we're talking about tonight is when you bind that, say you've been like, you know, the other people watching, like, you know, some of our New Yorkers watching, oh, I'm going into that mountain. I'm going into that industry. You know, I'm over this circumstance. 
Okay, you're binding the demons that could influence other people. You're also binding anything that the demons want to use you to influence in. But then when that's done, the next part is now you have to pray that the Lord channel the man's heart. And that's where I'm coming in. Yeah. I'm coming in with the hour of responsibility of a prayer. Now you've dealt with the enemy. The man is free. He is not being spoken to anymore by any demonic force. This man is not a believer. So this is a different situation than if he is a believer, guys. Are you hearing me? Give me your hands if you're hearing me. I really need to see this. Doesn't matter. Just when you get that through that delay, let me know. Yes, they're hearing it. Team, can we turn the... AC on, it's so hot very important for We're you. Back in the hot seat, Shania. Because you've dealt with the demonic forces. What are you left with? You're left with the man's flesh, heart, his choice. Now, if he's a believer, once he, the enemy is bound from talking to him, it is easy for God to speak to that man's heart. Very easy. I lost my... Oh, my God. Touching things all the time, Pastor. I'm not used to it. It's so easy. So very easy. But what about if he's a non-believer. This is a different ball game. This is a totally different ball game. You're facing a man who could be stubborn, angry, violent, non-believer, hates Jesus. So there's going to be a responsibility here. And this is what I want to bring up to you. The responsibility is how does God want you to pray that his heart get changed, that it get channeled to God's way? How? This is a responsibility that we that are praying for this need, need to see something has to happen. What do I mean by that? Then something has to get that person's attention, which could mean sickness or death or a car accident or losing a loved one. That's right. Now that's a responsibility that is not an easy thing to take. If it's a Christian and they're being stubborn and they are being rebellious, then you can pray godly sorrow into their life for them to be convicted and repent. But what do you do with a non-believer? 
You can't pray for them to repent and be convicted unless God leads you. Because that means they're ready for that conviction and repentance. So when you are binding, you're binding demons. You're not binding the circumstances and you're not binding the man's choice and his flesh and his heart. That is a separate prayer altogether. And and a separate work. Uh, We talk so much in Kingdom Emotions about choice. You know, choice is so important to the Lord because even he does not force himself upon you. You know, and the soul is the layer where you make choice. But also, this is why people need to understand, the soul is also the layer where influence comes from demonization, like, you know, and demonic influence, as well as outside coming in. So we're, for people, we're taking authority in the soul realm, but the heart belongs to God. There's a and question. the beliefs of the heart are what will form what you entertain in the soul. I can't bind your beliefs. No. I can't. No. But Christians are trying to do it. I can't bind, I can bind your behaviour. I can rebuke your behaviour. But your belief is between you and Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is the only one that can locate what you believe. Can't override your belief. And convict you into believing better. This convince you into believing better, but he doesn't superimpose what he says. You have to choose it. And therefore, the question that was asked here was by Michael, who he made this statement and said, Well, then, how? Well, let me find it. How does a man's heart get. Well, can you find it on yours? How does a man's heart get channeled? Yeah, because this. So, Facebook keeps cutting off all the time. Oh, yeah. It says, um, this is from Uncle Mike. Yeah. Uncle Mike. Here it is. He said, how does his heart change and channel to God? Mm. Two ways, Michael. uh, That might be off the piggyback of uh, the first question he asked, what about a non-believer's heart? And then he asked, how does his heart change and be channeled to God? It can be through circumstances. Mm. It can be through circumstances. But with a non-believer, it might be that it only lasts a little while, like the Pharaoh. I was going to say, I think Pharaoh is a prime example of this. Can be for a short while. Look up, Pastor. Look at the cameras. Okay, for a short while. For a short while. It can be for a non-believer. The channeling can come. But God knows, God knows when a man's heart's ready to be channeled. He's not going to override that heart and channel it without an opportunity to work with the man. Now that's where we have got it wrong and we've missed it. And cause we've missed this, we have been very down when we see all the work we've put into warfare so true. and it's unfinished. 
Look, I bound this one. I bound all the witchcraft. I bound this and I bound that. And I bound... But the man, when he's free of listening to demons, non-believer or believer, he makes a choice. He makes a choice. So what do you got to do? you got to know what God wants you to pray for that man or that woman because the responsibility could mean pain for them. Well, I mean, the Pharaoh's pain was that he lost his firstborn. That was the only thing that broke his back, you know. And it's funny because he wasn't a believer, so God had to use outside circumstance and pain and suffering to break his back. So that, but here's the key. The Pharaoh still chose to say, go. For a short time. See what I'm saying? God didn't come down, twist his arm. He allowed life to put him in a place where he said, go. You know, and I think sometimes we think, Let me speak to it. I think sometimes we think that we do have this abracadabra ability with warfare and then it feeds a lot of frustration. I'll be honest, with our own situation with this house. And the Trump situation. I was like, Lord, we bound that person, we bound the situation, but nothing was moving. Nothing moved, nothing changed. In two weeks, every person in our church in New York was praying. Day and night, fasting, continual prayer meetings. Sydney, fasting, praying, nothing changed. What, are our prayers not working? No, we were binding the demonic influence in the situation. But at the end of the day, the the person's heart has a choice to make. And he didn't want it channeled. Nope. He didn't want it channeled. That assessor didn't want a channel. Nope. So how do we work with that? Then we know then God, he's not going to submit to you. So what does this mean? Do I then pray something has to happen in his life to bring him to a place where he will surrender? to the will of God, not surrender to God maybe as his saviour, but will surrender to the will of God because something with great responsibility has to happen. That can mean, um, that can mean pain, a lot of pain. And that's why we need to know how to pray because this sort of prayer is broken up into two areas. So anybody else want to add something here? I know Pastor Tony is learning on this one because we were actually debating a bit of this today um, back and forth because we're still coming into this concept of what real responsibility in warfare is. When Pastor said that to me, she said, all right, we know that this man's not budging. So what are we going to pray? And I had to think, how do we want God to move? That's what she said. How, how do we want God to move on the situation? Yeah. To change it. His heart is not changing. 
That's what right. I mean by that is after two weeks of praying. And Pastor said his heart won't change. There was not a budge, one cent. He did not renege one cent. Not And we were praying prayers second. like, Lord, bring him up. Bring him up. Come on, your word said you're going to give us this house. Bring him up. And people were declaring and people were prophesying and people were, come on, let's talk about this. But then, but Pastor, what happens is we start to question, did we hear God? This is the problem. Did we? And then we start to think, oh, well, you know, God, and we start to go into this remorse and think, well, you know, we didn't hear God and now we've walked out of God's great, His will, and He's used this man to bring us back. That's not true. This is ex- this is the performance, self-righteous thing. That's the- what we did. We started to go there. We st- did we hear God? Are we are we going too far? Are we are we going over the line? Are we believing for the wrong thing? Come on, how many people have actually gone through that? Yeah. When you don't feel like the prayers that you're praying are being answered, what's the first thing you do? Satan has the ability to get you to question, ah, did I even hear God in the first place? You know? And the Lord, I believe, he allows that because it's all about his character, not your character. And that's not in question. That's what he kept saying to us all throughout this thing. My the character is God. not in question here. And Man's character may be, not in question. but my character is not in question. And that, that to me has got me through this whole last... Because I asked you the question. I asked Pastor the question. How do we answer that, Pastor? You, I said to you, how do you want God to answer? And then, yeah, you said, how do you want God to... And I had to think about it. And then you said, because in order for God to answer the way that you want... It's going to hurt someone. Something is going to have to break this man that will hurt. And then do you want to be responsible? This comes to responsibility. For that. Like, does this man have to go through a car accident? Yeah. Does this man have to lose someone does in his family? Does he have to lose his wife Does or this his man children? have to get COVID? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of these scenarios, does do he have to be on his death's yep. doorstep for him? And then I'm thinking, well, I mean, I... I want what the, you know, I know the Lord said, but I don't want the responsibility of having to have someone go through that just so that my prayer can be answered. I'm not ready to carry that. Because the Lord's basically saying, for me to give you what you want, what are you ready to carry as a responsibility to get that result? Here's the hour of result. For you to get the result of what you want, there's a responsibility attached to it. Right, And I talked to our church in Sydney. I was listening to the word that Dr. Robin prophesied to our church in Sydney in September of 2021 when we were away and the Lord came upon her in a big, big flow and she just started prophesying. And the words were to our church in Sydney that, and it wasn't just to the church in Sydney, it was to the church in Australia, that the Lord says no longer... Will you be allowed to rest back on your laurels? From now on, it will be a constant season of fighting. Yeah. And the Lord said, quote, I'm doing it like that because resting back is what got you into the mess you're in in the first place. Yeah. 
comfortable living, doing church the way you've done it, doing God the way you've done it. So I look at that word and then I see the result of what they've gone through with this. And I'm not up on that um, election or anything because I don't, I've been concentrating on what God's gotten us to do here. But I know our family, they have great, you know, like we have people in Sydney that are called to that mountain of government. So they know. But then the Lord said to me today while I was watching over some of the debates between the two parties, he said, what is my church in Australia ready to take responsibility for, for them to get the result that they want? Yeah. Because if I put the person that looks like the right person, there's a responsibility that is attached to that. And it was exactly the same for us. God used the election of 2020 and what we prayed. Come on, Shania, we prayed. We were here on that night, overnight. Come on, bring him up. Bring him up. Bring him up. Oh, okay, they're gonna get it. They're gonna get it in the, you know, in the the uh, the reviews and the commissions and at the, the fraud's gonna How come out. How we thought all this is going to to come about, <laughs> you know, the man is gonna have a, a mind, a heart change. Uh, he's we're gonna get the third appraisal. Uh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen, and it was all worked out in the circumstances, but. We prayed, so that one prayer covering circumstance, covering man's heart, covering casting out of demons or binding of demons. That one prayer, no, that is not. That prayer has to go into strategies, how it works with the man's heart, how it works, well, we know casting out demons or binding up demons. We've been given that strategy by the Word of God. What we bind on earth is bound in heaven, right? We know the keys and the principle of binding and loosing. We know how powerful that is. But that's one part of it. One part of it, okay? And so we've done that. Now we know we're dealing with that, so the enemy's not talking anymore. So what's going on next? Is the man's decision, the man's heart, the man's choice. And, and you can't pray over that. That's witchcraft. If you try to pray over someone's choice and to change yes, it that's right, in the name of Jesus, that's witchcraft. Because if the Lord God Almighty doesn't influence someone's choice, then your warfare prayers don't have a chance of influencing someone's choice. You, you end up using witchcraft. It's witchcraft. But if we come back to this, it will stop all this discouragement yeah. and disappointment. Why hasn't it happened? Why isn't Trump in there? Why isn't this happening? You know, why didn't we get independent of... Um, what are they? What they call in Sydney, Australia? Not the Greens, but um, independent. Why did we get them? What about the ones that are woke? They should be in there. They should be doing it. But you don't realise this is not just one prayer. This is dealing with sections of that situation. And you got to let the Lord show you the strategies on each part of that 
prayer that you put up there. First deal with the enemy. Then we've got to now deal with what is God saying about this man? What does he want me to pray? And how's this going to change the circumstances? Well, one thing is I'm going to be responsible. I cannot take it in my hands to say, well, he needs a heart change and do whatever you have to do to change his heart. Now, I've heard people say that. I've said it many That's times. That's very, very dangerous. That's why I asked you when we sat on the side of the bed and Dad, and I said to you, then what do you want God to do to change his heart? Remember? And you were stuck because you didn't have an answer because there was no answer to that except hear what God's saying, see, treat it like it's a part of the prayer, it's ongoing and it might lead into something else. But if we just lump it all together in that one action, we're not going to get the results that we think we should get. And and I think if I can be totally transparent, in that moment, I didn't like hearing that because then it made me realise that that person is a person and not just my product of a result. Can I explain what I'm saying? It made me, hang on. Am I that interested in winning that I would see someone go through pain, losing a loved one? No, there's got to be a better way, Lord. For me to get the result? Because that's when the Lord checks your heart and says, what's more important to you, people or principle? Because that's what I've been challenged with. Hang on, Lord. Am I that invested into this and having my own vision of what you said come to pass that I, like Jonah, would glory in seeing a city be destroyed? Yeah. Because what if he cries out for mercy? That's what the Lord is challenging me. No, 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 Nathan. Because I'm using this to expose your heart. You know? And I think sometimes... We don't realise, like Pastor's saying, the responsibility that comes with believing what we're believing for. It is not, faith is not empty. It is a substance. It's a weight, you know. And again, I taught on this in Kingdom Emotions. But even this thing with our election and Donald Trump, like, you know, there's a responsibility for the church to play to see him come back. Oh man, do you know Are they the ready to play it right been... now? I don't think so. The church is too busy trying to decide whether they want to, you know, believe in abortion or not. Let me go back to something personal. Oh, you're hitting a bit of a touchy subject. And you said, Pastor Tony, Uh-oh. I need from, first. Can I just say this? Yeah. You said from the Lord when this Roe versus Wade thing came up, you said everyone doesn't realize, but behind the whole scene, this is God choosing and finding out who is the apostate and who's the apostolic. 
Okay, and I'm going to go on that and I'm going to show you something and I want everyone in Sydney to understand this. I was the one that prophesied this. No one ever said anything about that it was going to be overturned. No one. That's been my prophecy. I stood out on a, on a, on a line with that one. It's, it's in season casting. Yep. And it's a very big, it's probably one of the biggest prophecies. That's 50 years of overturning. Overturning Roe, Ro, Ro, what is it, Roe versus, Ro versus Wade. Yes, Roe v. Wade. And, okay, now I took into account abortion and what God says about abortion. And then God was able to lead me to prophesy such a major, major move of God. Now, that major move of God, right, and people's hearts, the Supreme Court, changing. What's it cost them? They want to kill them. Yeah, exactly. They've had to move out of their homes... No one lives in those homes anymore. The children have had to be located in another place. Nobody's allowed to go back there again. There are people now that are hanging around their house and we don't know if they're going to smash the house up. We don't know what they're going to do. But look at the responsibility. So I learned something from that. I need to ask the Lord, if you're going to give me a word like that and I deal with the enemy, then I've got to have a strategy on how to, you're going to deal with man's heart in this because there could be people killed. Anybody get what I'm saying? Yeah. Your prayers have responsibility. Your warfare has responsibility. It's not like a Disney wand that you just wave, you know. Oh, Lord, fix this situation. No, things have to change. People's lives have to be moved. No, and that's what the Lord was showing us out of this trial, I believe. And it's going to be over very, very soon by the grace of God. Yeah, no, no, we're on the you last know? leg but now. it was like we would pray, Shania, and nothing would change. And then we would warfare and nothing would change. And then we go another day and we go over a 24-hour period. Okay, we're going to believe that something's going to change. We're going to believe that they're going to respond. And then it would get worse. And so we were like, Lord, what are you doing in this? We did the whole, are we hearing you? Did we believe for something that was wrong? Blah, 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 blah. But then the Lord started to use this to show us, you can pray and pray and pray and pray and warfare and warfare and warfare. But at the end of the day, the Bible says that God channels a man's heart. Yeah, right? that's the work of the Lord. Yeah. And the word there is channels. It's <laughs> not chooses for. And doesn't change. And not change. It channels. But we think... Catch what she just said, and that's why I brought this scripture up. Yeah, hit it, baby. It we think that if we pray it, God will just change a man's heart. Yeah. And then when Wait, we can don't I make see a comment it, soon? please come in. No, I, I, uh, okay. When we, 
when we don't see it, we don't see, we have frustration that comes upon us because we think our prayers are in vain. You know, I'm sure you've experienced that. Yeah. Even with like praying for unbelieving family members. That's right. You know? Yeah, and I think the thing that's um, just coming up when you talk about the responsibility, I can just go over my head how many times I've prayed for certain family members. And then when they did go to a trial, I start freaking out. Like, oh, God, please. Yeah, you know, yeah, please or stop, I try to, please, please stop Lord, it. Heal yes, them. heal them, heal them. Stop or that. let me please, intervene. God, I got to be there for them. them what they so like. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's like you're saying to God in one hand, that you want whatever needs to be done to bring them to their knees. And that's a very big responsibility. If it's an, a believer, then you are, and, and uh, say they're rebelling, then you have a way in the Word of God to turn around and say, Lord, they are, they are rebelling and stubborn and you, and I'm praying godly sorrow into their lives. Now, God chooses how that godly sorrow comes in. He chooses that, okay? But that's a believer. You can't pray godly sorrow into a non-believer's life because he doesn't know God. So what are you going to do? You need to hear the Lord. Uh, I want to say that you guys in Sydney, you're doing Kingdom of Motion. Now, one of the things you've learnt in this Kingdom of Motion is something so very important that maybe changes your thinking. Like it used to be touch and go. Yeah. Uh, Somebody comes up and says, I I want prayer, I I need healing. Okay, yes, Lord, just heal them. Lord, just touch them, bang, bang, bang. Oh, it's done. And that's the way we have believed. Okay, that's the way we've believed. And you thought, well, that's what the Word says. No, the Word does not say like that at all. The Word of God says to invest emotion. If you don't invest emotion, you won't see a healing. And you're learning that. You guys in Sydney are learning that. You can't pray for someone unless you invest emotion into it. It's not touch and go, guys. It's not touch and go. And it's the same with this. The same principle here. You have to invest something into it. We've been learning this one. <laughs> and so by doing that, God can, if, they, if he knows you're investing emotion into the man or to the woman, then he will show you a way to pray. He will show you a way to pray. Because you're not just praying to get your own way. And I think um, I put a quote up on... that one. I put a quote up on our talk Facebook. This wasn't from Kingdom Emotions. This is from my 
doing so many courses, but this was from um, a course that I did called Moving the Invisible Boundaries of the Heart, right? And it, I love giving, like, barometers of finding, engaging your heart. And the quote was this, and I have experienced this for the last three months, and it was, how do you know when you're fully surrendered to God, right? What's a sign? that you live a life of surrender and that you're in a place where his will is more than your will. And very, very, very simple. The answer is when you are more absorbed in the process than attached to the outcome. So I put it in my own words. Put it in your words. When you are more interested in going through than getting to. That will show you that you are fully surrendered. And that's what I felt in this whole thing with our house. I was like, Lord, what is going on? Sorry. I was like, what is going on? There's no result. He goes, yeah, because you're absorbed in the process. Every day, it's another process, Nathan. Another hoop. It's another hoop to jump through. And I told you it was going to be a fight from the get-go. You know, but the fight is for you. The fight is to show you what's in you and the fight is to show you what I'm putting in you. You know, because when I started thinking about that, I was like, okay, yeah, Lord. Well, that, here we go, that debunked the lie that I wasn't hearing God because I was so absorbed in the process. I was like, well, Lord, all the way along, it's been a process. Every step of the way, I've been going back to you, going right you said this, you said that, giving you room and opportunity to tell me I missed it. And, and I've been, what I've been doing, and not just in this process, other processes when I prayed for people for healing. I mean, Hannah, I prayed for Hannah. I prayed that, Lord, please, I want you to heal her. And that night, the Holy Spirit anointing came on me. If you remember, yes. and Hannah she really copped it from the Lord. Holy Spirit came down. She got touched so much. She went down to the ground. She screamed. She got delivered. She, she got healed. She got everything. And then I said, Hannah, you are healed of cancer. Now, guys, I'm telling you, she was just, she was having chemotherapy because uh, she was really bad really, really bad. And when she started on the chemotherapy, I went back to God and I said, Lord, what she wants me to tell her what she should do. Should she take tablet? Should she do this? Or should she have chemotherapy? And to my absolute amazement, the Lord said, tell her to come off chemotherapy now. That was a big one. And Pastor Nate came to me and said to me, Mum, do you realise you told her to go off chemotherapy? Now, that is such a responsibility. And, you know, I carried that. I was so invested in the emotions of that. I was carrying it and carrying it. Now, I want to tell you guys... She has been totally, completely and utterly healed. Negative results. No HPV. 
And what was the statement? She came up to me tonight and she said to me before the meeting, she said, look at the results of my... Her HPV test came back. It's gone. No, there's nothing, nothing there. Nothing. Now, she said that was the first time that's ever came back fully negative. Fully negative. Fully negative. But like you said, she's actually moderating right now because she's yeah, so excited. Yeah, Hannah, you should, you're say rejoicing <laughs> right to now. Hannah. She's moderating, so she sees it. But she's Pastor, like laughing and joking. There was a responsibility. You felt a weight. Very big weight. You know, it wasn't just, you know. Oh, it wasn't just we. That's it. The word go, says, yeah. bang. No, I knew the Holy Spirit came on her because I was full of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And I was going from one to another. And people were getting healed everywhere. But to turn around and tell her. Come off. I was Come there. off. Wow. I've never said that. Ever said that before. That's a massive responsibility. Mm. And so, you know, you got to hear the Lord for that responsibility, for the continuation of that prayer. Yeah. You can't bind a man's flesh. You can't bind, bind his choice or his, you know, decision. Okay, Lord. So how are you going to move on this part of the prayer? I've done the first thing. I've dealt with the enemy. He doesn't hear the devil anymore. So how is he going to do your will? How is he? And Because if I go by what I used to do, it would have been whatever you have to do, do. Now that's leaving it wide open. And in my thinking, it means you've got to stop him in his tracks. And if you have to take things away from him, then do it. I don't pray that way anymore. I won't pray that way. I've seen the results of something happened in my personal life. Not me, but someone else. And it happened word for word, like I said. And I'm now carrying the weight of that. So, I'm. So, how would you recommend? What? How do we? Because we have prayed that way in the past. We've yes, and it. I'm saying I don't pray yeah, that way. It's a new understanding. So, how do we change? How our do I? How do we go to the next stage, Lord? Yeah. The next step of this. Okay, I've dealt with the enemy. I've bound him. He's bound tight, so he can't talk to anyone. Okay. So now you ask God to talk to them. Is that what so you're saying? So I say either God, you have to talk to them. If it's a them. believer. If it's a believer, if they're stubborn and they're rebellious, God, you have to bring upon godly sorrow. That means I give him the choice of, I don't tell him how godly sorrow should be distributed. I don't tell him anything like that. But what I do is say, to now I just say there is another step to this. This man's choice is involved here. His heart is in, involved. I don't know, maybe he hates Christians. Maybe he's been hurt by Christians. Maybe this or maybe that. And you tell me and then I'll know how to pray for him. So you don't, okay, I get you saying. You don't assume the way no, it's like going back for new strategy. Every time. It's like, you know, like uh, uh, <laughs> what did Joshua do? Joshua took 
uh, he took it for granted that because he won one battle, that meant he could uh, apply the same uh, strategies to the next battle. But he couldn't because there was sin in the camp and that sin had to be removed because of that situation, because he went in with that strategy of the last thing, being, well, this is just one thing, you know. God said, no, it's not. This is a different ball game. This is a different ball game, Joshua. And I need to tell you there's sin in the camp. You had to learn the hard way people got killed. And as soon as the camp was free of the sin, they won. So... What does that mean? That means we bind and loose and then whatever it is, if we're dealing with a man and his heart or a woman, whatever it is, find out the strategies on how to deal with that part. You just can't bind it. Do you understand? Because man has been given the free choice by God. God would not violate the free choice of man. So he will not allow us to violate that free choice. Because then it's just like what's different between us and doing, doing spells? You know, it's like literally we're using our spiritual power, like superpowers, to change someone's choice, you know? I'll make them do it, God. You know, and that's when we get into that praying prayers in the name of Jesus that are never in the Father's will, you know. And that's why I think that scripture, again, I taught in Kingdom Emotions, that scripture where the, where the two agree, you know. And we've always said the two of you agree. We've used that as like a touch and go. Oh, agree with me, you know. I'll get a husband. Oh, okay, two of us have agreed. Okay, now I'm married. Like, you know. But, oh, like, agree with me, I'll get a Lamborghini. Okay, two of us said it. Okay, therefore, it's going to happen. No. The scripture there is the interpreters put in the word of you. But Jesus is saying where the two of heaven and earth agree. So when heaven and earth agree, then yeah. you have the power to loose the resources of heaven and to bind the activity in the heavens that's not agreeing. But I think sometimes I've looked at it like, oh, well, because I'm a Christian, I just have the right to bind anything I want. Well, we think that it's combined. When the circumstances and the person and the demons, mm. we think it's combined. We mm. can do that one thing. But I'm sorry, that didn't cover his last victory didn't cover the strategies of that did not cover sin that was in the camp. Ooh, that had to be word. dealt with differently. That is a word. And when that was dealt differently, we moved into the results of that prayer, which was the victory. So you're saying that this, our warfare, everything has to be motivated by being invested Yes. But it all has to align with what is in the Father's will. Well, when we bind and loose, we have to be invested. We cannot just go through a formal prayer just saying, well, I bind, what I, what I bind on earth is bound in heaven. I bind that in the name of Jesus. 
Yeah, but it, you bound yourself so many times, but you're still manifesting. But, so you, but tell me, is that an investment of emotion and belief and trust and faith? Mm. That's just a repetitive prayer. But can I say what I just said? I know it was a funny comment, but there's truth in it. You bind yourself how many times oh, a day, wow. but you still choose to manifest. Uh, no, no, you walk nowhere. Stay here. It's not until you make the cognitive decision in your heart to stop letting what's influencing you influence you that you don't, that you change. I mean, saying the words, I bind you, doesn't change no. your behaviour. Yes. And I think this is what we're trying to debunk. Saying those words does not automatically set off some kind of spiritual code. You know, do, 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 do. okay, change your behaviour. No, you have to say, right, I bind you. I bind whatever's trying to influence me right now in this moment. Yeah. But I'm making a conscious choice to choose to believe and emote differently. Yeah. Because this is a big, this is, I, I started with this Greek word. Demons can only influence. Yeah. They cannot make decision. No. The decision is ours. ours. The Holy Spirit can only influence. So if he you cannot make decision, so the decision when, is ours. So when we bind the demon, we bind him having any influence, influence over the decision that we are going to make. And what does that leave us with? That leaves us with a clear Conscience. Mind. A clear mind. No demons talking in my ear trying to influence me and lie to me about anyone or anything. And that means I get to make a right choice. I get to make a right choice. But Pastor, from the counselling perspective, I'm learning as a spiritual counsellor, the world would use different cognitive therapies, but I'm learning as a biblical counsellor. I can teach you to bind the spirit of rejection. That's first part. Let me but just if read I some don't, of these. Keep talking. If I don't teach you and empower you to God, choose love, it's only half done. Because I leave you taking something out of your hand, using Pastor Robin's words, but if I don't put something back in, you're unfulfilled. So I can say, you know what, Shania, you need to bind this rejection spirit that's trying to influence you. So you do that. But if I don't teach you and empower you now to choose, you choose love, then my warfare is incomplete. Incomplete, definitely. Because you have to make the choice. At the end of the day, nothing's going to choose it except you. There's no angel that's going to come down unfinished. and coach you into it. It's definitely unfinished. And if that prayer through a binding... Because I know, I've taught it over and over again about the keys to the kingdom. One of the, one set of, when will we just say, one of the keys principle here is binding and loosing. It is a principle. It works, but it has, it has to be finished. What are you binding? What are you binding? You're binding a circumstance, you're binding a, a person's heart and you're binding influence of demons. Okay, the influence of demons can be dealt with. 
The circumstances, no. The heart of the man, no. You have to have a strategy on those. And I'm telling you, if we get this, if we get this, we won't be going around kicking ourselves yeah, this is good. and being discouraged that the prayer didn't work. Come on, guys from Sydney, I need to hear. You need to tell yeah. me. Give me some yeah. hearts on this if you believe this. I need to see this. Right. They're going to. It's Yeah, they're going to. Yeah, I'm just busting at the seams here because I remember a few weeks ago you guys were uh, highlighting like just some of my personal choices. And ever since, the Lord has been really um, going on this journey of taking inventory of choices that yeah. I've made choices. that has... Had consequences. That had consequences. And I've been sharing this at home, so my roommates already know. Like, I've been saying, oh, my gosh, the Lord is showing me something about choice. Like, it has much more power. But then, like you said just then, it, the encouraging part, what he replaced with, you know, how we go into this spiral of, oh, I've made so many negative choices, so then it goes to the self-pity. Then you go to justification. Well, it's not my fault and all this other stuff. Yeah. But after that, you said just then... Dr. Robin, what the Lord landed in me is like, but now you can choose. You can now choose me and finish it. And ever since finish that, it. it's been such a different world for me that I haven't been used yeah, to. I've seen the change. But it's just been like this. It's like the, the Lord shut the equation of the enemy to say, well, if you choose this, then, you know, we tend to blame the enemy. We tend to blame God and do these things. But the, he's just showing me and unpacking. It's still unpacking. But this power of the choice has just been something he's been showing me so frequently, like almost mm. every day. And I'm just busting. I'm excited that it's coming out in the portals. Because and, and I think when the disciples um, went with Jesus and he was disappointed, they fell asleep. They made a choice. Mm. They made a choice. You see? So what? Did he override their choice? No, he did not. Peter had to choose. I said this to our Kingdom Emotions students. Peter had to choose to be restored. Please catch what I'm about to say. He had to choose to be restored. Jesus' words were creating the highway on which he could travel, but he had to choose to go on the journey. When he was sitting there with Jesus and he says, who do you say I am? In that moment, Peter could have definitely said, you know what, the guilt I feel is too much. Look, I'm just going to go back to fishing. Okay, it's been nice. Like, it's just too much. Yeah. I'm, I've just done too much. Like, you know, let's it be real. It didn't work. Didn't work. Jesus, it didn't work. They yep. took you and they nope. crucified nope. you. Oh, nope. my goodness. All the prayers I prayed, nope. you still got crucified. They still told, took you out and beat you. Yeah. Peter had to choose every time. And that's what I'm learning. And what did Jesus say? I pray that you will. What did he say about these disciples? Uh, that your faith won't fail you there and you that go. you will come back and strengthen your brethren. There you go. You know? There is 
started the results of that prayer. Yep. But the power of choice and this praying, like I'm learning through what we're talking about, there's a second part to the prayer. And this is what I'm going to say. I have been more interested, again, I have not been interested in the person. I've been interested in the result. And I've been interested in, and this, I'll, I'll rephrase, I have not been interested in bringing the person's heart to God. Listen, this is the key. I've been praying. I will tell you something. I've been interested in God changing their behaviour. Yes. But not bringing their heart to God. I've been praying something. God, I need to know what you're this. saying. What are you saying? And this is all that is dropping in me. He keeps dropping this in me. This prayer is unfinished. What does that mean if God, and I'd say this, Pastor, what would that mean if God told you this prayer is unfinished? That would mean I would need to go back to the Lord and say, what are you saying, Lord? Are you telling me that... There's more I've got to do for maybe this man, the woman, maybe for this, maybe for that. I have to seek to find the next strategy to bring the battle home. Do you understand? Yeah. Whether it be uh, my broker, whether it be the assessor, whether it be uh, the owner, whether it be, uh, you know, yeah, I never did that, you know, so-and-so, you know, who I'm talking about, whether it be any of those, whether it be me, whether it be the church, whether it be the family, there's something that God says that needs to be finished. Now, we started to finish something today. That was just something that needed to come and get dealt with today. And so that began, well, Lord, that needed to be dealt with. You could have everything ready to go and it still doesn't move because God says that this is unfinished. This, this is unfinished. And if I don't see this through, if you people don't see it through, you walk away questioning whether you heard the Lord or you walk away discouraged. I won't go that way again. I won't get, in, get invested like that again. Come on. This is the truth, people. Everybody breathe it out. But Pastor, um, we use this scripture, you know, Proverbs 21, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. He channels it like a waterway in whatever yeah. path he directs. Yeah. But I think the key here is the Lord, first of all, that's a, you know, cross-reference with Psalms because he's talking about a righteous king. Yeah. He's not talking about an, um, an unrighteous that's king. That's interesting one, with isn't that it? With that Psalm. But the Lord's just showing me, it's in the hand of the Lord, but that's when he channels it. Doesn't change it. And that's when he gives strategies. He directs it. But what if the heart of the man 
is not in the hand of the Lord because he doesn't believe in the Lord. What do you do then? So I'm just... when I said the responsibility of how that you handle strategies that God gives you to you. He will give you a strategy maybe to pray a certain way, you know? But But you, you have to be responsible and knowing if he gave you a heavy word to pray, you, you're invested in this. So you aren't going to feel the pain. But can I bring something up? The pain without like, you know, from a distance, you, you'll be sad. Yeah. If it's someone on the outside, you would be sad. If, but if it was someone on the inside, wow, you would be broken. But can I bring something up? Because this is bringing some power to what Jesus said. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for your enemies. And I've always looked at that scripture like, okay, well, how do we pray for them? What? Do we pray judgment on them? Do we pray? And then the Lord's really speaking to my heart right now saying, no, Nathan, deal with the the demonic influence over those people. Yeah. But give me an opportunity to speak to their heart like I spoke to your heart. Bring their heart to me. And I think that's what I'm getting from this portal. Once you've dealt with the demons, once you've dealt with all of that demonic influence and yeah, you're the left with the man's and choice. And you can hear. Especially as a believer, bring that person, Lord, I'm bringing their heart to you. Please speak to them. You know, how many times have you prayed that? I haven't prayed that enough, I'll be honest. I've been so focused on dealing with their, Lord, yeah, Deal with their, you know, And again, anger. the question can be, God, did you use this man to get me to a place? You, you won't know unless you ask. And that's been the key to me. I've been saying, God, what are you saying? You're saying something. Please tell me what you're saying. And it's like, You can have everything lined up and God's still saying something. And you have to hear what he is saying. To to me, I see it at unfinished prayer. Now, you've never ever sort of uh, came across that statement, unfinished prayer. You prayed, but it's your prayer is unfinished. And so, like for an example, wow. for someone listening, I'm, I think a good example would be like, say, a un, unsaved loved one, right? So you pray and you deal with the demons that are influencing. So you deal with the spirit of the world. You deal with, you know, all of that stuff, the hurts of the past. Whatever. Sometimes it's very overwhelming. Yeah, and then. You say, okay, Lord, now I've dealt with that. I'm bringing this person's heart to you. Like, you know, with your own family, we've talked about this, and I won't mention names, but there's certain people in your family that you're fighting for, you know, and it seems like a a bit of a brick wall because there's just no response. But maybe a change of strategy is you deal with what's influencing them, but then you bring them to God so he can have a chance to influence them. And I think that's the part that maybe we're missing 
we're dealing with what's we, influencing them. We think the binding and loosing get, yeah. is the thing that will influence them. But binding and loosing, I've learned through years that that is the thing that sh stops the devil from talking. Can you say that again? Because uh, that is the crux of this it, whole portal. It's the key. We think the binding and loosing is what will influence them. The whole thing. The whole prayer. Towards God. The whole prayer. But it only removes what's been influencing it's them. It's binding and loosing oh demons, God. not binding and loosing circumstances and not binding and loosing hearts. This is it. We've been doing that thinking that that's what will change them. That's what will change them. But go back to Scripture. God is the one who channels a man's heart. That's right. And directs it in the path that he desires. I can't. I can't channel the man's heart. I need to get God's strategies and then he, I can see him channeling it. But it's his move, I'm not mine. give it to mine. God to channel. That's what you're saying. I'm hearing. I've been thinking that the change of the circumstance... Yeah. or the binding of their behaviour will, will channel them. their heart. I'm quiet. And, and, and it, it clicked. It's so important, guys. It's so important because the key for binding and loosing is for demons and nothing else. Don't bind the circumstance. And oh, don't bind oh. the heart. Only God can change, channel the heart. That's a work of God. The heart belongs to God. It does not belong to us. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Dr. Robin. That just, yeah, that just took it to another level. Because it's, the, no, it's too important now and we need to see because... Um, Everybody's living in disappointment mm. because they believe their prayers for the the country of America has uh, it's it's not worked, or it's not that it's not worked. Uh, they're disappointed that Trump's not there, that everything's going haywire in this uh, in the economy, and I know that. Uh, gasoline will never reach $10. Yeah, I was glad to hear you say that on um, Urbanized. A gallon, you, never. You, you, you transitioned out of host mode into profit mode. I did. I was like, Because yep, I've note. been watching in my spirit when someone is in desperation, they tend to panic. And they go and go and go. I know, I went through that with this situation. You go into panic mode and you look and think, well, I must be doing this. I mustn't be doing that. This must be happening. And it's, it's not. It's not that at all. It's just, it's panic. And I don't want, uh, what do I call faith the other day? I called it... Uh, Something faith, I said. Uh, yeah, I think it was panic faith. No, not panic. There was another word. Or emergency. I 
what is that word I use? Desperation faith. And sometimes I think we do that. I don't want to work in desperation faith. And so I, I want to know if God is saying something to me, please speak to me. People in Sydney, you need to see, you need to finish your prayer. There's more responsibility. You've bound the enemy. Where do you take your prayer from here? It's unfinished. It's unfinished. What needs to be prayed through? What circumstances does you have to ask God to change? Because you can't change it. Only he can change it. What strategies do you need to get that will stop the sin in the camp if there's Christians involved? I'm just telling you, just like Joshua, you have to go back. You started this journey, you've invested yourself into it for the government, you have to see it through. You can't jump ship and abandon it now. I'm telling you guys, it, it's very serious now because this is what the Lord said to me. Speak to my people in Sydney. They are discouraged. Tell them, unfinished prayer. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Find out what God's saying to be an effective prayer. Find out. Find out. I'm, I'm looking into this in all areas of my life, in my children, in everything, I just, God knows what I want, that just to come back to Jesus. But how about that the way it's going to happen, he's going to make the choice because I'm going to hand my choice back to him. And that's a higher stand. Giving back to God the choice. My choice. He gave me the choice. I'm going to give it back. And my prayer is going to be whatever, whatever, Lord. You will do the best by them. You make the choice for me because I give you my choice back. This is very important. This is so important. So very, very important because... Uh, you know, we need to see why we bind and why we lose. We're dealing with devils. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So don't try and bind the flesh and blood. Yeah, that was a word and a half. Don't. That was a word and a half. Are we coming back for a second? I think we haven't gone away for anything. So. <laughs> it's a different portal. I think we're, only gonna, we're, we're wrapping up. Because it's a very, very strong topic. So how did you enjoy that one, but Sydney? Pastor, how do you now take questions oh, I... where people will say, like, um, 
there's a question like, you know, what does it mean then, the power of the cross? It hasn't changed. Yeah, the power of the cross is to overcome, uh, like, let me phrase this right. Um, let me give the right words, Lord. I think w- you've got to understand the power of the cross doesn't over- override someone's will. No. And I think that's what maybe... Two thieves on the cross. This is it. <laughs> Two thieves on the cross. One wills to go with Jesus and the other one hears it all. It doesn't do anything. Doesn't move me. Doesn't move him in any way. And I, if that was the power of his choice, case, meant nothing to him to that the was cross. The case, then we would be robots. But the power of the cross meant a lot to the thief who chose. Remember me this day, Lord. And he said, "You'll be with me." That's the power of the cross. So the power of the cross is there when we choose it. Yes. But until we choose it, yes. the power doesn't get applied. Yes. It's like that bank that you go to get money out of. We just The potential <laughs> is there, but you have to choose to activate yeah, the potential. Yeah, you've got to choose uh, to have uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit. You don't just have automatically fall on you. you it's a gift. You choose to take it. Okay, you choose to take this incredible gift from the Holy Spirit, His gift to you. Yeah, that that, that helps. And so, therefore, uh, if you don't choose it, you think it's just automatically going to fall on you. Sometimes it might, but that's not the way it works. It's involved with choice. And I think what I'm hearing if from you tonight... Salvation's involved with choice. When, when you get saved, okay, do you think you make that no. decision? No. You get shown. Mm-hmm. The Lord opens your eyes. He opens your eyes. But you have to choose Yeah. to invite him in. Yeah, there's a little story. There's a very beautiful little story of the father walking with his, one of his children. <clears throat> and they're walking through the woods. And it's great. They're feeling wonderful. Everything's beautiful. And then the father hides himself. And the little child is looking everywhere for the father, you know. He's feeling so insecure now because he's looking. Suddenly, he's all on his own. Okay? And then when he just about more or less gives up, the father who's been hiding behind a tree steps forward. Now the boy makes a choice to run to his father. I thought I lost you. No, I've been there all the time. You made this choice to come to me. I showed myself to you. This is the salvation that works. I showed myself to you. You saw me and you made the choice. You responded to it. 
That's the form of choice we have. So someone said here, and I think this is a good question to wrap things up. Um, if someone's heart is not with the Lord, are we to give that person's heart to the Lord so that that person, so that I, the Lord has an opportunity to move? I, I don't that know. Person? That would be to you to go back to God and find out what's the strategies. You've probably, if they're not believers, you've probably bound every demon over them. All you've actually done is stop the devil from talking to them. Okay? So you've stopped the devil from talking to them. They're not hearing anything from the enemy. Now they can hear. I don't know. Maybe God will say, then pray that I speak to them. Then he might say, but pray that I do, that something else happen. You have to get the strategy to finish the prayer. Yeah, that that answers that. Does that help? That's good. Yeah, we had a similar kind of, if I remember correctly, portal when we were talking about like casting a wide net that the Lord was going to be more specific and strategic about how we, yeah, yeah, evangelize. So I guess, Ken, is it safe to say as well that are we assuming that just because they're not saved, we are to pray for them? Is that an assumption that you believe we have as the body of Christ? You have to find out. Mm. You have to find out. But here's one for you. If they're not saved, you can't cast demons out of them. Because you you have a responsibility that they'll just bring it back seven times worse. Yeah. No, you can only bind what's influencing them. You can bind. And binding means you shut them up from talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you bind what's trying to influence their behaviour and their soul. And I did it in in one of my courses. I I actually brought out how you bind the strong man. You bind him from talking in the heavens. You shut his mouth from this. You do this. You turn off. You break down all the... Communication, it's all called communication. The communication that's been given is the thing you've got to bind. Mm-hmm. The influence of the devil. He's talking. He's counselling. He's trying to give strat- his strategy. He's trying to give his foolishness, his lies. So you've got to bind him and shut his mouth. Mm. Now, if they're a non-believer, you can't turn around in the next breath and say, and now I cast that out in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord. You're going to be terribly responsible for something if they come back seven times worse because he's got an empty house. Mm. Now, with a believer... You can't do it unless they cooperate with you. Thank you. Jesus. We know that one firsthand. Cooperate is the key. And so I hope that helps people. I have one other Choice. question. Has anyone else got a question? I do. Yeah, go for it. Now, when we're praying for believers, because I find I've heard this and I've witnessed this as well to do with my own mom, 
when praying for her relationship to be deeper in the Lord as well. When someone is already a believer is, I don't want to make it sound like is or isn't, but when they aren't, say, on a torque level of revelation, is that something we could pray into as well, or is that still, you know, kind of tied up in someone's choice if they want to be deeper involved in the Lord? I think what I've found in my Christian walk is we use your mother's situation. As long as she's walking in the light, all the light she has, that's the key, okay? As long as she's walking in all the light that she has, it's when she's not walking in the light she has. All the light you have. Yeah. And so therefore, therefore... Uh, some people say, well, uh, you know, I- I'm baptised in the Holy Spirit and I do this and I do that, but my mum or my family, they, they don't even believe in the Holy Spirit. So then you say, well, you pray. You pray that they receive the Holy Spirit, that they do, because then they'll be responsible for walking in that light. But until they are responsible, they walk in the light they have to the fullness. So that's how it works. So uh, a person is not responsible for walking in light they don't have. That's helpful. And then when they deliberately choose to not walk in the light. Yeah, and when they choose not to walk in that light, then they will be dealt with because that is disobedience. Yeah, you can't can't be accountable for what you don't know. My mother went to heaven. Wow. But she never spoke in tongues because it was never given to her. Because she got saved, truly saved, in coming out of a coma and then passing away. Remember that? So there was no time to ask her to be baptised in the Holy Spirit. Right. The thief on the cross wasn't baptised in the Holy Spirit. Oh, come on, say this. He wasn't water baptised either. Who was that? The thief on the cross. That's right. Hang on a minute. Get down from the cross. You have to get tongues before oh, come you can on. get saved. Can we expose this? Because we do this seriously being <laughs> at torque. We've done it. I've done it. I try to force feed my mom some things. But, you know... To confirm this too while we wrap up, the Lord showed me in a journal we a few really months. We really have to stop uh, when we pray. Can I say that yes, just before we go any further? And we really do have to stop and ask God, how do we finish this prayer? Mm. We've dealt with the enemy. Now, there's more to deal with here. I don't know how to do it, but I need to hear what you're saying. I want to hear what you're saying. Because my steps are ordered by you, so somehow this situation is involved in my steps. So I need to see this. I don't know. How do you feel about what I'm saying, Pastor? I think it's challenging. I think it's a different concept on um, what real prayer is and real warfare. I think it is removing these... Warfare is dealing with the devil. I think it's... I think it's getting rid of these mindsets that we have that I feel like I've been counted a lot 
to do with in our courses and that what we teach and a lot of debunking is that just because we're Christians, we get to have it straight away and, like, we get to have it just because we pray it, just because we say it. Like, you know, to me that isn't um, the nature or character of God and if that was the case, then I could pray whatever I wanted. See, I think that shows greater sovereignty than ever. I get to have what is according to his will and lines up with his name and flows via his Holy Spirit. And I and I know you know yes and and coming back on the sovereignty and the cross that gives show, for God to give man a choice that shows his absolute sovereignty and his trust mm. in his people. Yeah, this is it. Now, someone's got a question here finishing up. What would be the difference between how do you separate the demonic from the choice in a case of an abusive situation? Example, someone walking the streets and engaging in someone assaulting you. Like that is an extreme situation. But say you're walking New York City, you're crossing the street and then there's like you know that that person, here we go, well, here's the key for the person asking the question, is under the influence of a demonic spirit of violence and rage. So you bind the influencing spirit of violence and rage. What would you, what would you do after that? Well, you'd need to know if God wants you there to bind <laughs> it. Come on. That's stupid. Uh, I can tell you it helped. One time... She said that's stupid. It happened to me at King's Cross. This man came... Yeah, district of Sydney, just as... Came you know. towards me. We were doing a, um, an evangelistic thing. This was Ken Mackey that time. We were doing it and this guy got very angry with uh, Ken because he wanted him to give him money. And Ken would only ever take someone and buy them dinner, you see. And this guy headed towards me and he came with great rage and I didn't put myself in that position. I was there. The position was thrust upon me. So I just bound him in the name of Jesus. Demons, I can see you. Don't come any closer towards me. He literally stopped, turned around and walked away. Now, I've been on the streets of... Uh, of uh, I don't go looking to play binding and loosing, I can tell you. I've been on the streets of, of, of New York and walking across a pedestrian crossing and a man coming towards me that's mumbling and carrying on and and speaking and (laughs) violence and and swearing and things. And I I wasn't going to walk over to the other side because I needed to get to that side because we needed to get somewhere. So I knew God said to me, keep walking, deal with him. And so I did. So he was going on and I... Mind you, I see you demons, I know what you're doing. 
you want to influence me to go the other way. You want to detour me. And I'm telling him in my mind. And I said, I bind you to stand still now. And he stood. I walked past him. And when I got out of the way, then he walked. But Pastor, what you're saying, and I think this is key for the person that asked that question and for everyone listening, the result will be what the result of how much that person has yielded their choice to the demon spirit. Yeah. Because if you bind the demon that's influencing their choice, if that person has yielded their choice to that spirit, let's say 15%, yeah. then the 15% that they've yielded will be dealt with. But the rest of the 85% will be up to them to choose. Like, you know, we, we, we have this with our people that go home late at night on trains. And the trains in New York City at the moment are just like testing ground, you know. But the person would have the ability that they've yielded to that spirit or given their choice away would be the result of how much they're influenced by it is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Like that in that case... This person was very much yielding to that spirit because I could tell I was there with Pastor, you know, a little bit crazy, like mad, yeah, yeah. you know, um, and talking to themselves and like totally just manifesting demonically. Right. As opposed to someone that's like got their co like cognitive ability and talking with you in a conversation you know what I mean? And there's still like a war there of the intellect and the choice. Mm -hmm. So with that case, like that person had totally surrendered all of their choice to let that demon spirit influence them. So when we buy on the thing that was, you know, influencing them, that's what arrested their body because they literally but given the, the all of thing themselves is, over. And here's the key to it so we understand. The key is... I don't go out to prove that I can bind and loose. Mm. I was on That's my good. way somewhere and this man interrupted my flow. I was walking somewhere. God didn't tell me turn around and go back. Mm. He said keep walking, deal with it because you need to get somewhere. Mm. Okay? Now, with the guy in Sydney, Australia... It was as a result of us evangelising and him not getting uh, the money, but we were going to buy him a meal. Mm -hmm. He got wild knowing I was to Ken's wife and he came at me. Mm -hmm. And it was, I was able to. I, there was no time to think, where can I run? Right. It was, and, I, and God doesn't want us to run if we're in that situation. Okay. It was... Take authority now. Take authority now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some people go out there, you know, and they put themselves, oh, wow, look at this guy. He's talking to himself. He's got all these demons talking to him. I'm going to show him I can bind and loose him. Oh, Lord. I, no, no, no. Don't you dare just turn around and go the other way. Plenty of other streets to walk in. But again, before we finish, the evidence of this is when we're in Malaysia, because a lot of them are spiritually, you know, active and inclined, they give a lot of themselves over to demonic spirits. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, you can go into a church and you can have these manifestations that are, like, so supernatural. The moment you bind what's influencing them, the work stops. Mm -hmm. here's, here's a really, really contrasting example. 
I can bind that work in them and immediately their bodies will stop, right? Things will just come to a halt. If I go down to Wall Street and buy into Wall Street businessmen, <laughs> nothing changes. Nothing. Because maybe here's something, I'm just giving you this, because it's not just demons right. influencing their behaviour. Mm. It's called their choice. Mm. Yeah, that man is influencing it. And uh, the demons are directing him through him. He knows that they know he's choosing to be influenced by them. Um, our sphere of influence is a big deal here. Mm. Um, and I think that's why Jesus was so cutthroat with the Pharisees. Yeah. Because he wasn't just dealing with demons influencing them. He was dealing with a choice to deliberately go against what God was revealing. And I think that's why he held them so, you know, highly accountable. Because to the demon-possessed man, he could say, right, like, you know, bind you in Jesus, but you know, well, bind, but bind you in my name. Come out of him in Jesus' name, right? And then there was a change. But have you ever thought why Jesus never bound the Pharisees? Why? Because he couldn't. Because it was their choice. Because it was their choice. Possibly he knew that they'd come back seven times worse. <laughs> Here's the key. Never bound oh, them, Pastor Tony. And, and Never rebuked them in that way. No. Because he was dealing with their heart. Yes. Not he an influence. Dealing. Yeah. Ooh. He knew what the demons were and, and to, to bind them, deal with them, would bring them back seven times worse. They would call them back seven times worse. And so the whole situation comes down to this. We, when we have done everything... I don't know what I just said, but it just hit me, so... Every time, when we have done everything that we know to do and, it's, and the result is not showing through, there's more to this prayer that needs to be dealt with. You need to go back to the strategies and say, Father, what is it you're saying? Am I to pray for this man? Uh, what's his name? The Prime Minister? Oh, for Australia? Yes. The new one? Yes. Anthony Albanese. Am I now responsible? Am I, now, am I now going to have to engage emotion to pray that you somehow influence him? Or am I just going to complain my prayer didn't get answered? So... That's good. So the change of prayer is not just deal with the, the evil. No, it's not. Our prayer has to change to now. Not, okay, deal with the evil, but influence the heart. We're giving you opportunity, God, to influence the heart. We're yeah. asking you 
If to I get rid of the, the uh, tell the devil to shut up because you want me to tell him to shut up over talking to him, do you also want me to ask you to start talking to him? Because I'm waiting on what you tell me. I think that's good because you taught in communion with God. The Lord can talk to Cain, a murderer. He can sure talk he to can. anyone. If, if, uh, if he so chooses, that's his sovereignty. Absolute sovereignty. Wow. Mm. Isn't it wonderful that God has the choice? The, the greatest thing than our choice is his choice. And I think just to encourage people that are listening that, from Talk New York and that have been praying at these swap meetings and also praying for loved ones, praying for industries. There's more to There's been praying. a lot of focus on dealing with the devil. But now I think the Lord is asking us to take our prayers to that next level, Shania, and bring the hearts of people yeah. to him because he speaks to the heart. We keep saying this in, you know, Kingdom Emotions God speaks to the heart, you know. Now, if you bring the heart of someone to the Lord and they don't respond, leave, that's with the Lord, what he does with that. No, but even like people at your job, people in your industry, you deal with what's influencing them, but then you bring the heart to the Lord so that, I love what Pastor said, because what's influencing them is bound, their conscience is clear. They have a sound, they can have a clear mind to hear, yeah, they God. Can hear God. And I, I'm not saying it is the total thing of it, but I think that that could be a, a revelation of what Jesus was saying, like pray for those that persecute you, pray for your enemies. But here's a revelation. If the enemy is bound, bound. by to talking to us, you can hear God. Do you choose to hear him? Or do you choose to do it the old way with all your mindsets? Then you won't walk in real faith. You walk in desperation faith. And you said today, to finish it off, Pastor, you have the final word, but you said something. And it was just so simple. But you said, if the enemy is bound, Nathan, he's bound. He's bound. Stop thinking. He's got a secret key no, no, to get him to. out of the cell. <laughs> no, no. No, the power of that is he's bound. So if something's not resulting, then go back to God and say, I know he's bound, but something needs to be finished. I hope that helped. Someone said here, I'd rather pray for people than just always fight the devil. I'm tired of rebuking the devil. This Who's, feels more love motivated. Who's that? That was Ginny. Okay, Ginny, but you need to know right now. It's good. If you only just pray for people and you don't rebuke the devil, you've only done half a job. Yeah, I think that's what she's saying. She's saying now it feels like the missing piece is coming into uh, the coming picture. Coming in? Fantastic. Because dealing with the devil can be very frustrating. Oh, of course. But that mean, but now you know the revelation when you bind him, he's bound. So shut his mouth. Then let whatever's got to be talked, be talked to. 
God can do it. So you bind him from talking and you loose we just the Holy don't Spirit realize. to talk. I think you're saying we focus so much on the binding that we don't focus enough on the loosening. But Nathan, uh, here's the key, Sydney. The word bind is a key that God gives you to the kingdom. You should believe it as much as you believe your salvation. But the devil gets to tell you with, from a long way away, scream at you. It didn't work. It didn't work. And yes, it did. And that's why he's a long way away telling you. He's not in your ear anymore. Wow. So, Sydney. We need to close. Find out what God says for you to do now because don't bring his evil things, this man's bad habits and, and bad things that he's going to do that you think he's going to do or he's, he's that person. No, that's not going to impress God. Invest emotion and pray whatever God shows you. You started, you've got labour, now you've got to pray it through. Wow. Sobering word. <laughs> How does Australia, look, can, can I see their faces? I don't have it at the moment. Ah, you had your phone. phone is dead. Uh, can we use pastors? No. It only works on my phone. Ah, Jesus. Sorry. We'll make sure next time. Oh. Uh, we're going to bring this to an end. I think this has been a very challenging portal. Yeah. It's a big one to kick us off for the new season. We went straight in, Shania. What do you think, Shania? It's challenging. Got the thumbs up? Vanessa, you said wow. Thank you, sweetheart. So everybody, you can listen back to this on Talk TV. The new portals will be up there and it will be on Facebook for, you know, the week after and then it will be taken down so you can hear it back on Spotify too. Just go back and listen to it. It's a different concept. It's a new level of prayer, Yeah. complete prayer. It's the, it's the effective prayer. Is that your final word? Yeah. That's my, yes, and that will avail much mm. because if you are praying an effective prayer, it says a righteous man, prayer availeth much if it's, and it's effective. Amen. All right, guys, we love you in Sydney. We hope that this has blessed you. We're praying for you. Don't be discouraged, okay? We know what that was like when we felt when the result that we were believing for yeah. didn't take place. I just said to my either. people here in, and so I say the same to you in Sydney, everything is on the last leg towards this house. Just if you want to know what to pray, you pray it signed, sealed and delivered. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. We love you. Have a good night and we will see you again shortly. 
Thank you.